Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Is A Rewind, a look back at what wrestling used to be and possibly still should be. Now with me is always my tag team partner, Shelby Death Ray Patterson. How are you? I'm good. How are you, hon? I feel like I have not done this with you <laughs> in ages. You know why? It's because we haven't done it in it, ages. Yeah, it's I mean with the 1050, you know, pay-per-views we've had to cover and the holidays mm-hmm. and everybody's schedules, I think we kind of pushed this under the the radar for a little bit, but we're back. We yeah, that's right. And <laughs> you you also now I think our listeners probably already know this just because of other podcasts. Yes. But do you, you do you have an announcement for us? <laughs> I do. Yes, for listeners who do, um, did not hear on this is a takeover. Um, I am pregnant. Well, I didn't even know that we were dating. <laughs> this will be a shock to my husband. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm due in June, and it's very exciting. Um, that's also a a little bit of a reason why we haven't gotten together because I have been exhausted. Yes, <laughs> and so have I. I yes. I've got. A oh, new you're pregnant job. too. That's I, awesome. I Congrats! But we don't know who the mother is. That's Ooh, the problem. That's a little so, awkward, yeah. especially with your your wife Kara on the ones and twos yeah. tonight. <laughs> so sorry, she's staring blankly. I mean, she she doesn't look like she cares too much, but we'll see. Better yeah. her than me. Yeah. <laughs> I love the support. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. It's it's it takes your breath away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to to be back because we have we have a lot in store for this year. Like we have we have a lot going on. We really do. We're gonna call this year the year of greats. Yes. And what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a wrestler each month, and we're gonna profile them. You know, I, I I feel like I would be remiss if we didn't talk a little news before we get into this. <laughs> you know, I I was wondering if I obviously <laughs> I I know that you knew I knew that you knew about it, but mm-hmm. I was just curious if we were going to tap into that because honestly, that's been our topic of conversation on this show for the past like few episodes. It really has. Um, so we'll, we'll start out with the main one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, Vince McMahon apparently is returning uh, to the board of trustees for WWE Entertainment. Which I feel like everybody kind of called this one, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, we kind of said from the beginning that we were like, yeah, I think this is going to be the start of a new era, but he's not like fully going to go away, right? Because he's still... He's still like majority shareholder of this company. Mm-hmm. So he still has the right to make all of these like big ticket decisions and he's like the the last man on the totem pole if you will. Yeah. about these big decisions so he can kind of strong arm his way back in some way or another and I guess he figured out how. Two of the board members resigned yeah. as a result of this. Yeah, which, I mean, I don't blame them. I mean, you go through all of the investigation that they did and, like, you know, weeks and weeks of, you know, scrutiny and just trying to sort all this out just for him to come back, like, not even a year later. I mean, kudos to them for having morals and sticking to them. Agreed. I mean, I'm I'm shocked it was only two people who resigned because 
I mean, that had to be hell to go through all of that. Everybody's got a mortgage, you know. You know, it's... that's that's true, and I'm sure all of them have very, very big mortgages. Yes, they do. <laughs> I'm very jealous. But, yeah, so it's him and two other uh, people who are now mm. part of the board, which I'm guessing are just his, you know, wingmen. Yeah. Um, or yes men, I guess. But, um, but, yeah, so he is back as, you know, basically chairman of the board, and... I don't really know how all that works and what that means for decision-wise, for creative. If that means that... Because Triple H is still head of creative. Right. So, I'm but not... But for how long? That's Right, this that's is the, the scary quest. part. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going back to Vince McMahon walking into the writer's room, tearing up the script and rewriting it on a, you know, uh, at six p.m. on a monday god i hope not it's, i really hope not because they i feel like now they have started to get their groove and they've started to get their you know their rhythm and triple h is really i mean really has a royal rumble card that's starting to be really really good and if everybody remembers mm-hmm. last year's royal rumble it was not great it was not <laughs> i mean the the i think it was the men's royal rumble is on record for being the worst match of 2022. Yeah. Like across multiple media platforms. Yeah. Oh, I remember saying it. And uh, it was, I mean, it, the whole pay-per-view was terrible. Yeah. So like. How do you <laughs> mess up the Royal Rumble? Well, that's why it was the worst, you know, worst match of 2022 yeah. across multiple media platforms because everybody was asking that question. But. I honestly, I have no idea. I really don't know what it's going to look like. I'm sure this is not going to be the last time we talk about it, mm. but I think it will be. I think there's going to be some sort of a creative fight for sure. I, I, God, I, 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 I just I cringe to think about it because we, we were getting so strong. We were we were getting there, and <laughs> now, and I I even wonder certain things about Charlotte comes back wins she, the title immediately immediately she pulled a Becky Lynch on <sighs> us uh which now here's the thing I'm not mad about that oh I am because I have I have opinions <laughs> I, <laughs> I I'm honestly I'm I'm just I'm sick of that format I'm sick yeah. of the, I'm going to go away for a bit, and then when I come back, I immediately... Poof. Exactly. Immediately, I'm the champion, and then it just disrupts any build I agree that anybody this. had. I agree with that. I'll tell you where where I differ, and that is... Look, Rousey, I'm so, so disappointed <laughs> at yes. what's happened with her. Like, and such a fall from grace, too. Oh, my God. Because when she came out, was it 2018 mm-hmm. with um, Kurt Angle? Yes. With, tri- uh, you know, against Triple H and Stephanie, like, and he, she it squared up such, with Triple H. Like, it, it was, was great. It was such a good match. Yeah, it was great. It was fun, and everything that she did for, like, seven or eight months was fun. But she's, she's what I'm going to call a Randy Orton. I've said this on multiple shows, like... Yeah. Randy Randy Orton to people who don't understand that reference. Randy Orton is a wrestler that when he shows up when he wants to show up mentally, right? So you can right. tell when he does not want to be there. He 
you know, the match suffers, everybody suffers. But when mm-hmm. he wants to be there, he's great. So Brock Res- Brock Lesnar is mm-hmm. one of those people. Yeah. And I think Ronda Rousey has become a Randy <laughs> because she just does not care anymore. And so all of her matches suffer because of it. See, I don't even think it's that she doesn't care. I think it's worse than that. Mm-hmm. I think she doesn't get it. Oh, 100%. I, yeah, no, I agree with that. I would much rather see a Randy Orton doing a match that he doesn't want to do because even at Randy Orton's worst, he's still damn good. That's fair. Yeah. I can agree with that. Rhonda, at her best, is meh. <laughs> meh. That's a good word. That's a good word to describe it. And so you're saying that you're you're fine with Charlotte coming in and taking it off of her because because that it's her. To happen. It's her. I get it. <laughs> no, I get that story wise. I just don't like the overall concept of it. I agree. And if it was anybody <laughs> else but Rousey, I would have a problem with it, too. Which I mean, I love me some Becky Lynch. But when that happened at SummerSlam, I was pissed about uh, it. W- yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was happy she was back and everything, but that was not the way to go no, about it. So in that no. situation, definitely not the way you should have done it. But I, I, I understand where you're coming from with this, but I still don't like the concept. Right. And, you know, <laughs> and speaking of meh, uh-huh. <laughs> let's discuss Wrestle Kingdom very oh briefly. <laughs> just just, just briefly. You know, all, all I really know about it is the uh, former Sasha Banks <laughs> debuting. <laughs> Um, I mean, is that is that kind of what that's, you're talking that's, about? That's really okay. the only thing I, I've had. Yeah. So basically, um, Sasha Banks has been is a wrestler who has gone back and forth ever since she, her and Naomi walked out um, and left the women's tag team championships on John Laurinaitis's desk and left Raw. Yeah. Um, she and. Um, maybe Naomi. maybe they had a reason. Maybe maybe they were just the, in the business for themselves. What I heard was the popular theory that's going around is that they did not like the direction that their story was going, and basically where the where the women tag team women's division was going. And I can agree with that a hundred percent. I can too. And I think they did not um agree with the where it was headed. Mm-hmm. So and they didn't feel like they were being treated respectfully mm-hmm. and they wanted the belts to mean something and they weren't going to do that. So right. that's why they, they left. And honestly with Sasha's track record, I I could totally see that being Yeah, hundred percent what happened. But since then, her and Naomi, it's been very nebulous on, like, mm-hmm. are they still under contract? Are they going to come back? Like, now that Triple H is, in, you know, head of creative, like, are they going to go to AEW? Like, what's the deal? Mm-hmm. Ever since, like, May? Yeah. Right? It was about May, yeah. Um, and we're in January mm-hmm. of the next year now. Um, so, all of a sudden, it's announced that Sasha Banks is going to be at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. But it doesn't say what for, right? So Mm -hmm. there's all this anticipation. And then she actually debuts with a new ring name. Um, It is Mercedes Monet. Monet. Yes. (laughs) Um, And is now challenging Kyrie. That's her name. That's her name. Yes. That's the name that 
No one gave her. I, I just she gave, she came up with it. I I need all the people that love and adore and respect and think such wonderful things about Sasha Banks to understand her creative freedom. <laughs> You're getting so upset about this. Was Mercedes Monet? So it is spelled M O N E. Mm-hmm. But no, no, like. Asterisk over, you know, no emphasis or whatever. No. I can't remember. The name is escaping me. The, the little mark that goes over the... You know what I'm talking about, right? Anyway, accent mark. Thank you. Um, nothing like that. Just no. No. Monet. And I automatically think of Frankie Monet, which was a very small character mm-hmm. that Ty Valkyrie did on NXT for like two right. seconds. But that's my reference for it. Um the CEO yeah. of New Japan's women's division. Wait, because she can't say the boss. Yeah. <laughs> because WWE again, still owns the boss. <laughs> again, people, out of this creative mind that was shackled oh God. in WWE. Okay, that's a bit much. <laughs> the CEO, not the legit boss. You know... <laughs> Or as you like to lovingly call her, the legit botch. Speaking of which, <laughs> did you see her new finisher? I did. <laughs> I did. And that was a legit botch. Wow. Which, you know, apparently she has been training in Mexico. That's what she's been doing this entire time. And people are saying that if that is what she's been doing this entire time, maybe she needs to go back. I don't I don't know. Because it was, it was not a good... She, move at she all. needs her money back. <laughs> She's her yeah, money back. 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 Yeah, yes. But yeah, that like has rocked everybody outside of WWE because New, New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW have a partnership. It's dissolving at the moment. It is. But it is still there. Yeah. And so everyone is like, oh, well, this means that she's going to be um, Soraya, uh, Soraya's um, tag mystery partner. tag partner, yeah. and then they, even though it's already been announced as Tony Storm, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's yeah. a ruse. I don't think it's gonna yeah, be her, but but anyway, yeah. So she finally landed somewhere, mm-hmm. and people are like, oh well, she's she's officially done now. Yeah. But honestly, in the world of in the world of wrestling that we live in nowadays. Especially with, you know, Vince McMahon returning in less than a year yeah. and, like, all this stuff with CM Punk and the Young Bucks. Like, all of that stuff that happened in 2022, I honestly don't believe anything anymore. No. <laughs> well, at least she made up for everything with that awesome promo she cut after. <laughs> Folks, I don't Dude. ever want to hear uh-huh. people refer to her as a future Hall of Famer ever, ever again. Do not, I don't want to hear she's a legend. Uh, she's a living legend. She's the best the WWE has ever seen. Now, oh, I don't know if I've heard people God. say that about her. Oh, I, really? I mean, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure there's people o- out there. Online. Sure, know. of course. No, I mean, none of our crew. Well, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, it was a very interesting debut. We'll say that. And I think it'll be very interesting going forward. And yeah. her her hairdo is also very um, eclectic, yeah. I'll say. <sighs> so I think it was a bold swing and, and kind of a bold miss. <laughs> oh, boy, was um, it. In my yeah. eyes, it was. 
Um, and so, yeah, that's, I mean, we, we did a whole podcast where we talked about all the other stuff that happened, but, you know, it, it's still a lot, you know, we lot. just started 2023, guys. This is only day six. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. What else is going to happen? Uh, you know, probably like twice as much as what happened in 2022. So uh, well, it, I'll t- I'll tell you what's going to happen next. Yes, we're going to talk about <laughs> one of the actual greats. What a segue, dude! I know, right? You're just uh, you're just on it. That's how I do yeah, things. Yeah, I it's love a, it. <laughs> it's all coming up, dogs in 2023. I it's, love it. <laughs> well, because the whole point of this series that we wanted to do is highlight who, in our eyes between the two of us are the greatest mm-hmm. wrestlers of all time. Yeah. Right. And cause I came up with a list, you came up with a list. Mm-hmm. Um, and our producer Kara, our, 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 our spouses, our spouses, took yes. the list from <laughs> us and came up with their own damn list and gave it back to us. And you know, that's I thought it was a great idea. I feel like they, they really, you know, the list is very, um, encompassing of both of ours, yeah, yeah, you know, and I think I think y'all did a great job. No, I, yeah, I, no, it's it's, it's great. <laughs> then you know, take, taking away our stuff from us. It's, oh it's, god, I mean. <laughs> you know, it's you're just you're just being mad again because it wasn't your idea. Well, I'm <laughs> right. Am I right, Kara? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I think I think this one that we're about to do is probably the best one we could have started with absolutely and and that's why they have chosen for us for this month steve austin oh so i'm so happy i'm so happy we're starting with this one me too this was the only one so we get a little insider baseball here um this was the only one that we both had on our list right yeah yeah so I, i think it's very appropriate that we're starting with this one I like this one, especially for the start of the new year, just because I was doing a lot of thinking about this on the way home. Um, and two things come to mind when you think about Steve Austin and his rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, pure hard work. And two, unadulterated luck. What? Yes. What? I will explain. <laughs> I will explain. Thank you, Kara. What? <laughs> because I got to tell you, he started out. Let's just, we'll jump right into it. Yeah, yeah. You know, he starts out in Texas at the time. This is in the, uh, I want to say this is the late 60s, uh, you know, watching wrestling on TV. During the mid seventies, uh, he uh, went to work. Uh, went to train. I'm sorry uh, for a company uh, right down the road from the Sportatorium, WCCW World Class Championship Wrestling, the home of the Von Erics. Oh wow! Does it get much? better he's 30 minutes from them wow now he is trained if that weren't enough he's trained 
by Gentleman Chris Adams. This is the originator of the super kick. It's not Shawn Michaels. It is Gentleman Chris Adams. Wow, I've I've never heard of him before. Oh, I I I got some tapes for you. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Gentleman Chris Adams is uh, he he's uh, he, he's a Englishman mm-hmm. and uh, was trained over in England uh, in the English style, which is a little more smash mouth than the American style, mm-hmm. and that's the guy that trained Steve Austin. So right off the bat, he's a blonde ex-football player with a million-dollar body. See, it's so funny when you say that he's blonde because I've only ever seen him when he's bald. I know, I know. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm trying to even picture him with hair. Long blonde hair. I think uh, producer Kara can... can yeah, you? I'll pull yeah. up a picture because honestly, he showed me a picture. He said, do you know who this guy is? And I was like, no, he looks ridiculous. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, what blasphemy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, he. Gets, but that makes sense with the with the British strong style, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Which is also mm-hmm. how he met his first wife. Oh, okay. Yeah, because she was originally married to Chris Adams. Stop it! Really? Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Started coming out with Austin, uh-huh. and. And then uh, that was the thing. Uh, he was Steve Williams. That's his real name. Check that out. Oh my God! Now that's not even. That's, I mean, he's gorgeous, though. See, Listeners, that, now, I would I would implore you to to look up uh, Steve Austin with hair. That is a gorgeous man. Well, yeah. let, let's show you the one with the long blonde hair. Uh-huh. Let's see. So that's uh, Kara's pulling that up right now. <gasps> oh my God! Right. Wow, I would have never thought that that was him. Yeah. He's, he's one of those guys that just got better looking. Right? The older he got. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, definitely, listeners, go look it up because it is not the same guy that I remember from my childhood for right? sure. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, uh, they he feuds. His first feud is with Gentleman Chris Adams. How do you, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you break into the business, and yes, he's green, and he doesn't really know what he's, but he's learning. Right. He he move. He goes to Tennessee for a couple of weeks to get extra training and more work because up there they wrestled every week, mm-hmm. and uh, you can do, you just. You, it's like being dropped in France and not knowing how to speak French. Sounds like um, summer stock theater. Yeah, for our for our friends who are in the arts, um, mm-hmm. it's basically the same deal. So mm-hmm. you you start at the beginning of the summer, you do orientation, you rehearse the show and learn the show in two weeks, mm-hmm. and then you put it up and you run it for the entire summer. Yeah. So that that sounds very similar. It's the yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what it is. Well, he is introduced. To a man, you may remember him. It's been a while, but you might remember a manager by the name of Zeb Coulter. The name sounds familiar, but I can't really place him. Uh, Jake Hagerman. Uh, uh, Jake, no, I'm sorry. I'm uh, Jack Swagger. Sorry, I was, I was about to say that <laughs> Jack Swagger. Yeah. Oh, is he the guy with the with the with the hover round? Oh, no. with the with the no, that's not yes, the curly with the mustache. Long, yes. 
He was Zeb- with him in uh, Swiss. Yes. With Cesaro. Yes. Oh. And his name, his his real name is Dutch Mantel. That's okay. Yes, yes, yes. I know him as Dutch Mantel. So his. Oh, you do. Yes. So oh, look at you. Yeah, but, I'm so proud. Oh, thank you. Um, no, because he was the manager for. I think they were called the True Americans or the Real Americans. The Real Americans. Yeah, yeah, it was Jack Swagger and. Uh, Cesaro, now the Claudio mm-hmm. Castagnoli, um, both of them being in AEW now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of how I was introduced to Cesaro, actually, was yeah. through Dutch Mantel. Yes, yes. So he's been in the business for a long time. Mm-hmm. He was booking in Tennessee as also, uh, also as a manager. And he goes up and he meets Steve Williams. And he says, okay, well, you can't be Steve Williams uh, because there's already a Dr. Death Steve Williams here. So take 15 minutes, come up with a name, I'll be back. <laughs> Comes back uh, like an hour later and says, okay, what, what do you got? And he's like, I, I, I got nothing. He was like, okay, fine, you're, you're Steve uh, Austin. Oh my gosh! Because he so came, like, he came out of Austin. So one of the most like iconic names in wrestling was literally just like pulled out of a manager's ass. Yeah, and <laughs> and he says, "Well, I, I can't be Steve Austin because that's the six million dollar man." And he's like, "I I, 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 I don't have time for this." And just. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, Steve Austin. Wow. <laughs> you know, I feel like the best names are figured out that way. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, yeah, because you hear stories like that all the time. I feel like I, I, I can't remember who's coming to my head right now, but, but. There's other story, other people that have told Just, that same story. Boom, lightning like, in a bottle. I'm about to go out. I have no idea. The ring announcer looks at me. What's your name, kid? And I just, and I had said, I don't know. And then the ring announcer made it up. And then it became right. my name. You yeah. know, those, I love those stories. I do too. Yeah. I do too. Because it's just the, it's the lightning in the bottle stories. Right. That's, you, it just doesn't happen. Because everything is manufactured now. Right. So it's... I, I, I love that. So he, he wrestles uh, for a little bit in Tennessee, goes back down to Texas, feuds with Gentleman Chris Adams, takes his girl. In real life. <laughs> in real life. Well, this was this was also back when a lot of guys imitated the business in their real life. Right. Right? So... And maybe that was part of the feud, and he was like, "Oh, okay, I'll just take her anyway." Yeah, and see, <laughs> and at this point, uh, the Jarretts, who were running Memphis, mm-hmm. had just bought a uh, uh, world class down there, so it became USWA, mm-hmm. and he goes into that. And now he's wrestling Chris Adams as a feud, I, and I can't put this over enough, guys. Chris Adams was the man he was awesome yes he had his problems just like every wrestler that came in out of the 70s yes yes he smacked his old lady around oh god um maybe that's why she left well austin smacked her around too so um yeah i mean look all our heroes are flawed oh that's why we don't meet them right right right. exactly there's truth to that saying so and here's another thing. Um, his wife uh, at that time, Jenny, she's the one that came up 
with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, again, all these names he's not coming up with. That's cute pillow talk. Right. <laughs> the whole thing was uh, he w- he had come to WCW, uh, WCW, uh, WWE, and he 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 was had watched this serial killer, and he was saw uh, and he was like, "Wow, man, that guy's." He's just, and he, he had studied him and watched him. He's like, that's that's who I need to be like. He's, because he's ice cold. I mean, he's, and, and so he goes to WWE Creative and he says, this is what I'm talking about. And he starts talking about how cold his eyes were. He says, and I'm thinking it's got to be something cold it's, it's got to be something like it's he like he's ice he's something like that mm-hmm. so creative gums goes out and then they come back with the stupid like one of them was like frosty mcfreezen bottom or some shit like that. Wasn't i don't one know one of them like the ice man something like yeah. that like yeah. i will, like i don't think the, the ice man's a little too good right but i feel like it was something it was along the there was like three of them they were all related to actual ice yeah or snow or something yes Mm -hmm. and he's sitting there he's looking at these names he's like i don't what the hell am i gonna do it's like this is ridiculous and yeah his wife had just set him some tea down and uh, some hot tea and she's i don't why don't you think about it later just Drink your tea before it turns stone cold. And uh, <gasps> boom, there it is. I love that story. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and see, and to hear, this didn't last very long, but to hear, like, once he became stone cold Steve Austin, those first three weeks, to hear him do a promo was very different than the the oh hell yeah we're ready right well yeah i mean that's just like any any new character that someone tries out like Like, it it, it's a hunt like most of the time it's not going to look the same yeah you know you know even like a couple of months in versus when they start but you know he didn't start out that way speaking of that Uh uh-huh because once he left, he got into USWA, he got a call from WCW. Mm, I've yes, heard of them. that quick. Gentleman Chris Adams, Zeb Coulter, WCW. That quick, folks, which <laughs> goes back to my point of luck. Yeah, no, I can, I can say that. Like, is that you got some legends in the business that you're running with. See, to me, that that seems, it is luck, right? But that seems like fate to me. It's luck, right? but if you're working hard, and he was. That's right, yeah, of course. When luck does come, you're ready for it. Right, because I feel like fate finds a way to mm-hmm. point you in the right direction, right? Yeah. So, like, this is obviously where he's supposed to go and where he's supposed to be. So let me mm-hmm. just lay out the, everything for you. Yeah, just right down the primrose path. Exactly, exactly. So off to WCW <laughs> he goes uh-huh. with the lights of a man named Paul E. Dangerously. Oh, I've um, I've heard of that yeah, name before. Yeah, you guys might know him as Paul Heyman. Um, 
and he he works with him a little bit. Uh, he wins the United States Championship uh, at only a few months after he gets there, and then he jobbed it out and said, "Hey." The producers come up to him and they said, "Hey, Big Daddy, here's what's going to happen. We're going to make you into a tag team." I don't know who the I don't know who was booking, but I'm just saying that's what the guy said. <laughs> that's the voice that comes to that's, your that's, your head. That's the voice that was said to Steve Austin. And <laughs> got it. Okay. Hey, brother, here we go. It's, it's going to be a filibuster on the ten. Was it um? Right <laughs> was it Dusty Rhodes that was booking it? Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> that sounds like a Dusty Rhodes impression. <laughs> He said, "We're gonna put you in a tag team with a new guy. He's he's he, he's out of sight. He's 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 number one, baby. We're gonna call him Flying Brian Pillman." And uh, and he was like, "I don't want to be in a tag team. I was I was doing good. I was the U.S. champion and he's, tag team and <laughs> tag team. There it goes. So turns out was one of the best things that ever him and Pillman." Just chocolate and peanut butter. Mm-hmm. They mel- they just melded together. They called themselves the Hollywood Blondes. Neither one of them from Hollywood. Oh, and- <laughs> oh okay. I never knew that that was who that was. Mm-hmm. I I yeah. know of that of that name. Yeah. Is that why Brian Pillman Jr.'s tag team was called the Varsity Blondes? That's exactly okay. why it's called the Varsity okay. Blondes. Gotcha. See, all of this comes around, folks. <laughs> That's why this is a rewind is such an important podcast. I, you know, I, I love that. I, I did not realize that that's who was there. I just thought that those two guys, they were, they were blonde and they dressed in Letterman jackets and had a cheerleader with them. So that's right, why I thought right. that they were called that. But honestly, <laughs> I like that so much better. There you go. Okay, there you gotcha. Go. So they start making this huge run and they're funny. And they're they're delivering some great promos. They're making fun of uh, they're making fun of Flair. They're making fun of Double A, which I didn't like. But that was <laughs> I was like that they were Flair had his own show at the time called a Flair for the Gold, and he he would sit down and it was kind of like a Johnny Carson type thing. And he would look over and he was like. He was like, you know, I I love what you've done with the place, Rick. I was like, I I, I love that that statue of the elderly person that you got sitting over there. It was Arn, and I mean, it, he's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey! I was like, oh, they're 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 taking pot shots, and they're just having a great time. And um, I love it. Well, boom. They's like, okay, you're not in a tag team anymore. He's like. What do you I made it work. As, he's like, we are. <laughs> as like, what we're gonna do? We are gonna put you back with Paulie Dangerously, and you are going to join a stable called the Dangerous Alliance. Okay. Now the Dangerous Alliance, headed up by Paulie Dangerously, was. Oh God, did I write it down? I don't know if I did. I'm not gonna. I, I know it was Rick Rude. Oh yeah, okay, I got it. I got it. it. Yeah, it was Rick Rude. It was beautiful Bobby Eaton. First of all, I I don't know if the audience knows how much I love Bobby Eaton. There has never been a more technically sound wrestler in those times than Bobby Eaton, and he doesn't get the props for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rick Rude. 
Bobby Eaton, Arn Anderson, mm. and the living legend, Larry Zabisco. Trained, uh, comes out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and was trained by uh, <laughs> I don't know, some, some jobber. Uh, oh, and I also forgot to say uh, Medusa. So... I'm, Blaze. I'm guessing you loved this stable. I did love this stable. <laughs> because I this did. sounds like right up your alley. I did. I didn't care for Medusa, but who does? I mean, but... <laughs> I don't think Medusa cared for Medusa. No. <laughs> well, this didn't last too long because he got injured. Mm-hmm. And while he's waiting out his injury, WCW gives him a call and says, you know, your injury has taken... Uh, a little bit longer than we expected, and what we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and exercise our uh, our termination uh, in the contract, and we're gonna just go ahead and uh, let you go. Mm. So now he's fired. Um, he sits at home for a little bit, and he's like, "Man, I, I don't. What am I gonna do?" Uh, after some time. A voice from the past calls, and it's Paulie dangerously again. Mm. And he says, "You know, I got a thing that's happening up here in Philadelphia, and I think you would be a good fit." Now he's like, "You know, I'm still injured." He's like, "That's okay. Let's cut some vignettes. Why don't you just sit behind the mic, cut some promos?" And you are going to be superstar Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. And Shelby, I have to tell you, if you have never heard these promos, you can, this is where he starts to shine mm-hmm. and have that it factor. These are some of the most beautiful shoot slash work promos that I have ever heard in my life. He talks shit about Dusty. He talks shit about Arn. He talks shit about Flair. He talks shit about Steamboat. He talks shit about Vince McMahon, who he hasn't even met yet. Oh, <laughs> that that's the start of something. <laughs> and he talk, and oh, it's just there's some beautiful promos that come out of this. Wow. He only got to wrestle just a few matches there see which i find really interesting because Mm -hmm. i feel like outside of wwe i know him from ecw right so to me that's a little shocking that he wasn't there for very long but i guess he was very influential yeah when he was there yeah the beautiful part of this after those promos Somebody at Titan Entertainment, we still called it then, that back then, <laughs> um, saw those promos. Oh. And he got a phone call. Mm-hmm. He says, I think you would do very well up here in New York. And they spoke to Vince. Vince saw a tape of him as stunning Steve Austin in WCW. And he's like, wow, he's. Um, this guy's really technical. He's 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 a good mechanic. Let's bring him in, and uh, we're gonna call him the ringmaster. 
Uh-huh. And I'll let you take over from here. <laughs> so, so what? What I have is, I I don't I have from Attitude Era on. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, because yeah. so, that that's what I that's what I know him from. Okay, you do you want me to keep going? Yeah, you can keep going. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> I could do this okay. all day. So, because I I I figured you were gonna. <laughs> Go not go go for it, but like you were gonna have a little bit more than me history wise, and I was just gonna come in with the. Oh, you know, I was giving you cliff end. notes. I can get in. I can go in depth. <laughs> no, I like, like the cliff notes. I like the cliff notes. I was just saying, I have I have like attitude era. Okay. On. Yeah. Um, I mean, Kara's shaking her head. No, don't let him. Don't, <laughs> don't let him off the leash. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So the the ringmaster. What kind of name is that? That shit. Mm-hmm. He was like, okay. He's, again, he's just cut some of the best promos anybody's ever heard. Mm-hmm. And they get him in there and they won't let him talk. They give him Ted DiBiase, who's retired at this point, to be his manager. They give him the million-dollar belt. Mm-hmm. They won't let him speak. He just stands there. Ted does all the talking for him. He didn't need Ted DiBiase. He didn't need the million-dollar belt. Mm-hmm. And he goes in there, and he just wails on everybody. <laughs> now, I've already told you uh, about him speaking to the office about, hey, this ringmaster shit's not working. Right. So we've got to do something about this. We told you that story. Stone Cold Steve Austin is born. Now, he had this icy, icy promo mm-hmm. that is, uh, I, you should just, you should Google it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really, I'm not going to do it justice. <laughs> uh, but it was really, it was, you know, it was Jake the Snake Roberts-esque. Ooh, okay. It, it was just, it was, he was almost whispering when he talks. About what's gonna happen when somebody gets in the ring. Oh gosh. With Stone Cold. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> it's a, a, oh yeah, it was so good. Well, after a few weeks of this, he goes to the King of the Ring. The mm-hmm. King. Of the, now, as it were, the King of the Ring is back then it was set to push the next big guy. Yeah. To They had already set, the ground was already set and laid for a wrestler that we, we might know as Triple H. Right. However, his good friends, uh, Scott Hall... Kevin Nash and Shawn Michaels. Uh, well, Shawn Michaels was going out for an injury. Kevin Nash was leaving, and so was Scott Hall. In Madison Square Garden, they decided to do what is known now as the infamous curtain call to where mm-hmm. they all broke character. Now, I know this doesn't sound like a big deal to some of the people that watch now, but back then, kayfabe was still alive. Right. And it was a big no-no, especially in Madison Square Garden because that's 
that's uh, the official headquarters mm-hmm. of WWE. Well, I feel like in that moment, because I, re- I remember as I got older, I watched a clip. Mm-hmm. Like a fan had recorded that yeah. moment. And when you're looking at it from a modern perspective, it just looks like four friends hugging yeah. each other for and saying goodbye, which, again, is a common practice. In, Happens all the time. Now. I mean, all the time. I mean, I know for NXT's sake, I mean, that's pretty much a ritual. Mm-hmm. Like when they would get called to the main roster, like they'd have a whole ceremony where it would be just about the person, not the character. Incidentally, I think think that that's a triple h fuck you you know (laughs) knowing the history yeah Mm -hmm. no i i agree but like you could just kind of feel the crowd in Mm -hmm. the video yeah just like tense up because they hug and you you know putting your putting yourself in that time period and those people's minds who i mean i had you know know of people who had grandparents who legit would, you know, <laughs> ride or die for some of these people oh, yeah. and, you know, would throw shoes at the TV and, <laughs> you know, because they <laughs> yes. thought that these were real people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty sure I had a family member on my mom's side that did that. <laughs> oh, I have yeah. no doubt. Um, but yeah, so I, I could, I can understand, you know, the feeling that would have to yeah. people back then. So you got to understand what happens here. Nash and Hall, they don't care. They're leaving. Well, sure. Michaels doesn't care. He's out. He's going out for rehab, and he's going to be gone for the better part of two years. That only left one man, the one they were getting ready to push. And they punished him for that. And they punished him. They took away his push. Wow. And they sent him to the bottom of the card. And is that when Stone Cold won it? That's when Stone Cold was put in line uh-huh. to take that. Again, with the luck. A luck. Right? Yes. Yeah. This is this. I'm seeing a pattern mm-hmm. here. Yeah. yeah. His referee for that first match was Nick Patrick. His his referee, which I, I know you don't know that, he's a great <laughs> referee. His referee for the main event of the King of the Ring with Jake the Snake Roberts, who had just come back and had was supposedly sober at the time and committed his life to Christ uh-huh. at this time and. A hero of Austin's. His initial interview is with a guy named Doc Hendricks, but you guys would know him as Michael P.S. Hayes, mm-hmm. one of the fabulous Freebirds, who Steve Austin used to go and watch at the Sportatorium. Now, I can't imagine, like, going in and you're interviewing with people that. Not only you idolized, but, like, these are characters to you. Yeah. Right? Like, that has to be such a crazy experience. And this, this again, all of this, it's it's just set. It's laid out for him. Right. It's, this, this is where I keep talking about luck. 
but he was ready for it every time. I'm not saying Steve Austin just got to where he got because of luck. He worked his ass off. Right. And he went through a lot of ups and downs. But when it got laid out for him, it was just a primrose path of yeah. flowers leading him all the way to <laughs> gold. And he gets up after winning the King of the Ring, the match that is supposed to push you to the moon. And he gets up and his hero interviews him. And he throws out the you can you talk about your faith and it didn't get you a damn thing you can read in your psalms and your john 316 all you want but austin 316 says i just whipped your ass uh-huh and my one god one of the most iconic <laughs> taglines in all of wrestling history and i'll tell you why you didn't really mix religion and wrestling and entertainment back then. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very, it was still all very uh, separation of church it's, and state. It's still not done. It's still really. not done, but it's done a little more. It's a little more loosey goosey than it was back then. Sure. And in Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. You can watch it back as many times as you want. You can kind of feel mm-hmm. the audience gasp just a little. You see, you see Michael Hayes. That's a real express. <laughs> even though he he overdoes it, it above, of course, yeah. <laughs> but that's a real expression that he has because people just didn't talk that way, especially on television you know i feel like that is something that is a little bit lost now Mm -hmm. right because we don't really have anything that's off limits anymore not really and that and that's just across the board like Mm -hmm. in our culture i feel like a lot you know every basically you know everything is you know starting to be accepted which is great but like at the same time you we now don't have the nuances that we had back then, mm-hmm. right? Because him saying that, if that if this was the first time that that had ever been said and that was said in like 2017, you know, 2019 mm-hmm. or whatever, like it wouldn't have had the impact that it had back then and it probably would have just been a throwaway line. Yeah. Because like the shock of it, like you said, is what stuck with everybody's in everybody's minds and that's where the merchandise came in that's where you know people started getting that tattooed on themselves you know yeah. like it's if you if you look in the modern day wrestling audience now mm-hmm. you will find a shirt a sign or something that not just has something to do with Austin 316, but just has three six, something 316 right. on it. So if yeah. that's someone else's name, if that's like a company's name or like whatever, like mm-hmm. that was then marketed and they just went with it. And that's something else that boosted Austin that nobody really talks about. Because before this particular moment, you could only get... 
uh, wrestling paraphernalia, swag, shirts, things like that. You could only order that through the catalogs. Right, like you had to mail the order in right. and all that, yeah. But it was just, it just happened about this time that they got deals with Walmart. <laughs> so, poof, Austin 316 shirts appear in a store where everybody goes mm-hmm. and everybody sees Austin 316 and everybody can buy these shirts now and he's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger with his name on the back Stone Cold Steve Austin You know I think that you can argue that he might be one of the first wrestlers to ever go quote unquote viral a hundred percent because of that moment so like what we call viral now has to do with the internet Mm -hmm. right and like it it's very it's very common now for people to go viral right? right like you hear that term like all the time but like i feel like this could be the start of where that wrestling viral goes right mm-hmm. because now that everybody you know someone says a catchphrase or someone makes a cool design of a shirt and it's like all over the place and anyone in like all the way in New Zealand can buy it especially from WWE or back then Titan Entertainment because right. nothing has really changed uh from the WWF to now mm-hmm Their champions, their golden boys were manufactured. Uh, Bruno San Martino, manufactured. Uh, Oh, my God, I just forgot his name. Um, It doesn't matter. We'll we'll skip it. (laughs) Hogan. Uh Uh-huh. Even our new guy, Roman freaking Reigns. (laughs) Yeah. John Cena. Extremely manufactured. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I, we can keep going, uh, but Austin or The, the Rock, even uh-huh. it, it it wasn't lightning in a bottle with The Rock. It was because they hated him <laughs> because they WWE hated the manufactured product of Hogan and mm-hmm. Cena and you know. But I think like that. that's what was so appealing about Austin mm-hmm. at that time because I think th- this kind of goes into the attitude era, right? Exactly. Because, this is the beginning of it. Yeah, because and this is when my, you know, baby Shelby came into <laughs> the fray because this was um basically when I was a kid and I think I know I've told this story before. Um my dad and I would watch wrestling together. Right. Um and the only wrestler that I remember during that time was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Absolutely. So if I sit here and I think about watching with him, he is the only person, like wrestler in general, man, woman, anybody, that comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's because he had this, like, he had this iconic look that I feel like everybody, I mean, anyone who knows anything about wrestling knows his look mm-hmm. right and i had i found this when i was looking through stuff tonight i feel i found this wikipedia you know section that i feel like it really encapsulates like his look yeah 
So it says, sporting a bald head and goatee, coupled with his ring attire, which consisted of plain black trunks and boots, Austin relied solely on his personality to become popular. As Stone Cold Austin, um, sorry, Stone Cold, Austin was portrayed on screen as an anti-authority rebel who would consistently cuss and defy the company rules and guidelines of WWE chairman Vince McMahon. One of Austin's taunts during the Attitude Era was to show the middle finger. To complement his persona, Austin was the recipient of two additional nicknames. Commentator and friend Jim Ross dubbed him the Texas Rattlesnake due to the character's mannerisms, the motivation, the mindset, you can't trust this son of a bitch, blah, blah, blah. While Austin later named himself the Bionic Redneck. Yeah. On account of the injuries he had suffered to his arms, necks, neck, and knees. Austin has said he is eternally in debt to Ross for helping this character become popular. Mm-hmm. So, and then it talks about the what chance that Kara did earlier. So it said in 2001, he um, began using his catchphrase, what, to interrupt wrestlers. Mm-hmm. And now that is something that to this day, is everybody used. does. Which, not wrestlers, but fans. Which I feel like everyone hates him for now. <laughs> I kind of do. I really, I really, I think I was saying the wrestlers hate him now. Because sometimes if they, the fans kind of use it as a gauge of like, okay, this is boring, we need to move on. Mm-hmm. Or we can't understand you. Or like, so it can kind of get a little, you know, Absolute. dicey. Well, the thing about the wrestling promo it was it's always been very generic right and the way you speak when you're in the ring is <laughs> 3 5 and 6 word syllables very robotic because if you go more than that you might lose the audience it's sure, <laughs> and I I feel like the create he created a lot of stuff like that. He did, yeah. He and and then, so you had his look mm-hmm. that was simple. Mm-hmm. You had his. Now I don't mean this as a as a dig, but his move set was simple, mm-hmm. right? Like he he didn't do a lot of complicated shit, right? Right. It was a lot of not during that time. No, not during that time. But I think that. Because the stunner is still used yes, to this is. day. Um, Every, uh, in <laughs> several different versions. Yeah, and I think that for me as a kid, um, seeing my dad react to him mm-hmm. was very influential because I think he related to him in a way that a lot of working class Americans did at the time, right? It, Everybody had that that one job where you had that one boss that you just couldn't stand and you just wish you could have just cussed him out and flipped him off and walked mm-hmm. out the door. And he would do that yeah. on a weekly basis. <laughs> and it was, it was also, it was that point in time where people were starting to get angry at authority figures because Mm -hmm. they've been pushing them down for about 20, maybe 30 years and people were just getting tired of it. Mm -hmm. And then here comes this guy on television that is sticking his middle finger up to the man, which is another fun fact. The casual wrestling fan 
did not realize that Vince McMahon was the owner of the company until mm-hmm. Austin got there. I, I remember being a, a younger man and people are talking as, and they're actually correct. They're like, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, Vince McMahon, he, you know, he's, he needs to be doing this, this and this. And we're like, uh, Oh, um, no, Vince, Vince is a commentator. He doesn't, <laughs> he, he's just a commentator. He, you just see him doing the interviews and stuff. He's right. not that guy. He doesn't have that power. And, 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 uh, I did that for an upsetting amount of years. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Which I I think that is because I feel like that created what later went on to be the authority, right? Because mm-hmm. they had it was Vince, Triple H, Stephanie, and Shane, right? They had they were right. the on screen authority, but they were ended up being the actual authority, right? So I think it that can be linked to the start of we're letting you peek behind the curtain here. Mm-hmm. We're letting you see how, you know, the sausage is made. Yeah. And that's when people start to get interested in G- that. Yeah. Because people were just then finding out like, as a general rule, we know Vince McMahon runs WWF. Right. And that was your first P we're like, Oh, this is really well. Austin can't. Well, he can't talk to him that way. How can he talk to him that way and not get fired? (laughs) He just shot him the bird, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) that's what made this thing so great. Yeah, and I feel like you know. I know there's a lot of other stuff that he has done from then oh, till now, yeah. but I feel like going through all of that and then coming to where we are now, mm-hmm. I mean, the dude headlined one of the nights of WrestleMania last year. Right. You know, and after being, what was it, 19 years away from the Roughly, ring? Roughly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and still has the same charisma still has mm-hmm. the same air about him yeah. that I mean I know it's not possible but if he could still be on TV I would watch it I and would too I mean he 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 still has his own stuff like I know he has his own show and has his own beer and you know several he, he's got he's got like three shows yeah exactly so I, he's building his own empire so i know he that is. there's there's shit i can watch if i want to and this goes back to the this isn't luck at this point this is the hard work that he still possesses that discipline yeah and i feel like the fact that everything that he does has such staying power yeah. and has influenced a lot of what modern like the modern everyman. Yeah. Right? Because not everybody can do that. You know, not every wrestler can pull the everyman You're right. off, right? Because You're a lot right. a lot of guys can do the manufactured, they can do the high flying, they can mm-hmm. do the Shawn Michaels, they can, you know, yeah. they can do all of that stuff, but I feel like not a lot of guys can do the everyman and make it yeah. believable because right. like in every man you you want to root for yeah. you want to not that he's an underdog per se but you want to 
you want to be behind him, right? And I feel like that takes a certain kind of person and charisma and attitude to achieve that. Well, the thing about it, he looked like every man. Maybe not body style, but this was also a point in time where uh, guys that were going bald, they weren't trying to calm over anymore. Right. They were just shaving it off. And it was like, (laughs) and the only person that we had before that, that would do was Tully Savalas. And back in the 70s. And we made fun of him. (laughs) Austin does it. And we're like, oh, he looks awesome. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I mean. Like, it's just, you know, everything he does has staying power. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean... He's it supposed- all just happened. Yeah. It was everything fell into place for him. It was everything he did happened at the perfect moment at the perfect time. But I think he's still in the modern day like sense of him. He is the type of person that like because you know you have some legends that they come back and you're like, oh, cool, they're back. That's right. awesome. Yeah. yeah. What's they, what are they going to do? Oh, they're going to wrestle. Okay, cool. You right. know, like, but with him, when he came back and did the build up to WrestleMania last year, mm-hmm. I was genuinely excited. Even if we he was just there to do the, the talk show segment, or, yes. and then when they announced he was wrestling, I was like, I'm terrified, but I have to watch this. Yeah. Right? Because I, I've said on this show before, like, I can't stand it when I know that people have life threatening injuries and they're like, I'm going to come back and mm-hmm. it's going to be fine. Um, but I know that he, is possibly slated again for this year. So yeah, yeah. it'll be, I think it'll be interesting, but I, I think he's one of those people that he, he can come back and people won't, won't be mad about it. Personally, I, it would not hurt my feelings if, and you know, I don't say this about many people, but it would not hurt my feelings if he gave up his podcast and his and his Broken Skull Ranch and his Broken Skull Sessions and everything else that he does and goes back on tour in a general manager, uh, a, a, a manager, something like that. He can manage Kevin Owens. Yeah. I would love that. I, I mean, I know Kevin Owens can talk for himself, but... Yeah, I don't like it. I don't you don't like, like it? it? I don't okay, like it. Okay, fine. We can scrap it. <laughs> Kara, just scrap that from the record. Okay, so, write that time code down and we can, you know, So when that Vince out. calls and says, hey, <laughs> what do you guys have for us? Don't tell him about that one. <laughs> yeah, because he definitely listens to this Oh, 100%. Are you... But... I got to see what's going on. This is a rewind. <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't heard from those sons of bitches <laughs> in six months. <laughs> you know what, Vince, if you're listening, I don't want you to listen. I don't, just just go away, just go away. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, I feel like I felt like he was the perfect person to talk about for our first one. Oh, absolutely! And I think we pretty much covered it. I think so. Yeah, I mean, if we want to sit here for another two hours and go through, you know, all everyone's career, which then, I can totally do with all. Yeah, Austin. but I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Preco's got to eat, dogs. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. We're eating for two now. Eating for two. That's, you know, I've been eating for two for a while. and uh, Well, yeah. I mean, we got to swap pregnancy stories, <laughs> right? <laughs> I was so bloated the other night. Oh, that's my God. <laughs> tell me about it. But, yeah, I think so. 
so our next episode, how we're going to decide that. Ooh, how we, are we going to decide that? No, I, I, I know what we're going to do. So what would that be? Producer Kara has uploaded well, no, all wait. of our lists. Well, wait, well, now, wait a minute. I thought we were done with that. No. I didn't think she oh, was no. going to. No, no, no. This is how we're going to choose So she's going to continue to pick for us? Hell yeah. What would that well, now, wait a minute. No, 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 no. We agreed to this. We agreed to this. And I think this is a great idea. So producer Kara has uploaded all of our, uh, the rest of our list onto the spinny wheel is what I'm going to call it. And our wheel of wrestlers. And she's going to spin it at the end of every episode. And that's going to, we're, that's how we're going to decide what wrestler we're going to talk about next time. Well, I didn't agree to this. I agreed to it. Kara, spin the wheel. All right. <laughs> Spinning the wheel. How did nobody notice that that wheel was at the back of the kayfabe outpost? I mean, it's crazy how that we built that in such a small, you know, space. Ooh, Ooh who is it? Our next episode will be Finn Balor. <gasps> yes! You know, I almost <laughs> thought. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a me episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, oh, I'm so excited. Okay, so listeners, next episode, we are going to talk about Finn Balor in our uh, greatest wrestlers of all time. Right. And um, I can guess, I'm sure you can guess whose list they were on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially this one. I'm very excited. Yeah, this now, that be fun. One's, that one's going to be in February. Yes, it I is. I think we're what we're going to shoot for, guys, and God, don't take this as gospel because <laughs> who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. But uh, we're going to shoot for the first week, maybe second of every month. So this is going to be first week of February. Yeah. Uh, may, maybe the second. It just depends on how our schedules of work course. out. And, you know, maybe around June, I will find someone to fill in for me that month, maybe, because I'm going to be a little bit busy. Um, Doing what? <laughs> oh, you know, just <laughs> birthing a baby. <laughs> but we'll have someone come on and it'll be great and it'll be it'll be awesome everybody looks for an excuse don't they yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm planning out an excuse to miss that particular one um but yeah i don't even know what the topic and is i yet. have no idea who it is exactly <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think this will this will be a fun series for us to do and Absolutely. i'm excited for the listeners to hear the diverse list mm -hmm. that we have going on here um and yeah gonna be great yeah now we're uh we usually play a game at the end mm -hmm. of uh we're not gonna play a game this time because yeah. i forgot but um <laughs> well i think for for this series we have enough to talk about we do you we know do. that i feel like the the wheel can be our our game at yeah, the end yeah. yeah i do have an idea for a game uh towards i, I think we'll, we'll probably do it in december mm, okay uh, that's Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. So we and we may work one in if we got a short episode. Mm -hmm. So we'll we'll see what happens. So I know that our next wrestling pay per view is our group's all time favorite, the Royal Rumble. Yeah, boy, the, you you <laughs> better bring it. I'm telling you, you owe us money from last year. WWE, you owe us a lot more than money. You owe us time. You I, owe us sanity. That pay per view was garbage. Oh my god! I, <laughs> so we have we. I have high hopes going into this one. I really, I I love the Rumble. We have said before that it is hard to mess up a Rumble. They did it last year. I hope they can redo. You know, redoom. 
I said redoom. <laughs> Redeem themselves. <laughs> oh no, did I just jinx them? I think you jinxed it. Damn it. <laughs> well, like we've got some rumors. How are we doing on time, Kara? Oh gosh. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll. Okay. So we've got some rumors. Uh-huh. Uh, there's talk of there's talk of Cody coming back. Yeah, that's a big one. He's on the poster now, so yeah. I think that's more than just a rumor. Right. Uh, there's talk of Cena. Yeah. Uh, there's still talk of Rock coming back. Um, For the Rumble. And on the road to WrestleMania, yeah, so okay. it would start here at okay. least. He can he can just appear at the you know at the pay per view. He doesn't have That's to be fine. in the rubble. Yeah, you don't, and, no, and he yeah. doesn't have to be at WrestleMania either for my money. Uh, well, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like because. Um, you and Chris are going to be reviewing that one, right? Yeah, that's going to be us. That's mm-hmm. going to be us. Uh, the one, the big four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I'll tell you something. If you guys want to follow me, I am on TikTok at This Is A Work. Uh, also at Two Dogs, 2-D-O-G-G-Z. Uh, you can also get me on Instagram at This Is A Work Podcast. Yes. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Social media manager over here. Yeah. <laughs> I am on Twitter. I'm never on there. I never tweet anything. But if you want to hit me up, please do. I can be reached there. While it still exists. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> well, and if you want to follow me, you can do that on Instagram at Slay All Ray. And if you want to follow us at Long Walk Podcast as a group, you can just look us up, um, Long Walk Podcast, on both Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And as always, we want to thank our producer, Kara Hayes, Ayo. for helping us out. <laughs> uh, it's, it's always fun. Always a pleasure. So for Kara Hayes and Shelby Deathray Patterson, this is David Two Dogs Hayes saying, guys, it's fun to look back at the past, but live in the present. As far as anything else goes, we're going to call it in the ring. Bye, y'all.